Here we go. Mm. Well, Scott McKay, I am so honored that you would come and have this conversation with me because my community, many in my community are very, very hungry for so much of what you, you are about. And just a little bit about me, I've been a spiritual teacher for the past uh, 16 years. My work has been helping people align with the truth of who they are within, mm -hmm. to connect with the Christ consciousness, to activate the truth of who we are so that we can stop being in fear of any false authorities outside of us. And as I've been doing this for all of these years, I was also aware that there, is, there are these false authorities that at some point, as we find our inner authority, we're going to come up against that false authority and we're going to have to walk the talk. We're going to have to decide, okay, are we really having faith in, in our inner authority or are we still in fear of outer authority? And as, as you know, because I've been listening to you for a while now, this is a journey. It's like crossing a bridge from the old way of thinking, the indoctrinated way of thinking that we are separate from each other and that there are, uh, there are those who have power over us to move to find that authority inside where we find our inner power inside where we can stand up against any outer uh, false outer authority. It's a process. So I'm really grateful that I've spent 15 years teaching others how to come inside, but not everybody is, is ready to own their voice. Too many are still afraid and they're giving into external uh, pressures. Mm -hmm. And I was so excited when I began to hear you, to listen to your messages. And that first video that you did that went viral, somebody sent it to me and I went, oh my gosh, this guy is, a, is amazing. Um, mm -hmm. Your message, your message is amazing. Your story is wonderful. And then I saw you be interviewed by, by lots mm -hmm. of other people. And then you went on the tours. And the thing that became really clear to me is not only are you a patriot, but you also have a spiritual depth. And I consider myself a spiritual patriot. And mm -hmm. I want to connect with spiritual patriots because the message is slightly different than just a patriot and warrior wanting to attack mm -hmm. the, you know, the mm -hmm. outer forces and just spiritual people or Christian people that are trying to do the right thing and not create any waves because we've been conditioned into passivity. But when you combine your love of God, your love of truth, your love of freedom, your love of, of recognition that you are the Christ consciousness and you are the second coming with patriotism, Oh my gosh, everything has changed for me when I made that link. And I want to say you are a big part of that for me. So thank you for honoring me with your presence and with being here um, and having a conversation with me about this. So that's a little well, bit about you, me. <laughs> well, thank you. You just raised my frequency dramatically today. and I'm really honored by that. That's very flattering. Um, and I, I will say this, and I want to say this because I think, you know, it's just natural for us to look at other people who are doing, let's say somebody's sitting in a seat that they're in, they're watching what I'm doing out here. Uh, and they have this, this viewpoint that this guy over here is special or Elaine is special, or they're, they're the people that are, are, you know, leading, playing a leading role in this battle for humanity. And, uh, and, and I don't think anything can be further, further from the truth. I, 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 because I would, I, I would never, I can't say I'd never see me in this kind of a role. I always knew this day was going to come. Um, nobody knew that besides me and my mother. And I explained to her why I would do the things that I would do in my professional life, these pathways that I'd get down, these startup companies, trying to hit the big home run ball. And I was explained to her, look, I can't have a normal progression in my life, mom. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, I can, all I can tell you is that and it was to try to get to Washington, D.C. on a business success platform uh, versus climbing over the wreckage of politics, becoming a scumbag, which is what happens to these people. And I just said that this has to be done this way. And yeah, it's painful. It's lonely. I've lost tons of opportunity and money. And I haven't hit the big home run ball because that was going to help me run for the U.S. Senate one day. And I just said the only reason I can tell I was in tears when I was explaining to this one time. Eleven was laying on my bed, 
she says, Scott, you could be the, you could be, you could be the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, for God's sakes, if you had gone this other track. And I just say, Mom, I'm telling you, I don't know how I know this. I could be delusional, fantasy land, hero complex. I don't know what it is. All I can tell you is that something tells me that this country is going to be pushed to the brink. And, and I'm going to have to stand up and rally a battle cry to the nation to get it on its feet to fight back or we're going to lose it all. Now, those are delusions of grandeur at, at best. And, and I just so but I, I could never let go of that. And it, it just for whatever reason, it continued to drive me to where conversations with me in different relationships I was in uh, were, would become boring and, and monotonous, I'm sure, for, for people. And that, like, I, I didn't get married till I was 48 years old because I've been on this track and focused on it. And that marriage didn't last uh, very long at all because uh, for factors outside of that, I had a catastrophic crash and things that happened. But um, but I can see how my my drive for this would would maybe not alienate, but you know, people that I had been with or dating over the years, they wanted lifestyle. They wanted they wanted the matrix system, you know, to to be able to enjoy the matrix system. I, I not that I didn't care about it. But it was more important that I wanted to save this, you know, country. I'm do some small part, save humanity. Once I learned about the the butchering of our children, you know, millions of kids in this underground, you know, deep underground military-based trafficking system where they're, you know, the, the elites on the planet are brutalizing them and sodomizing them and torturing them and doing horrible stuff. I knew that this was go time for me. Whether I could be a voice, I never knew this was gonna happen. I had no clue. The video would go nuclear. Uh, first, who does a live stream, Lena? And it goes nuclear, the first one ever. It's insane to me. But it it was it was me finally getting pissed off and disgusted with the power structure in this planet, specifically the US, where I couldn't sit back anymore. I couldn't, I couldn't pretend that I'm gonna be this dignified statesman-like voice having reasonable discussions with people. And 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 I just just blew a gasket really and, and became this like i say the high octane full throttle truth hammer on all the scumbags out there in the world that have done what they've done to, to the humanity and not being able to sit back and do that again now what's interesting about all of it is that in my long journey um you know to get to where i understand the christ consciousness um and have a deeper I, i'd say sense of of why I'm doing what I'm doing and how I'm able to do it. Cause I'm just like any other guy. You see me ride a motorcycle. That's what I do, you know? And, 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 um, and to have this, um, it's a, I don't know if I want to call it rewarding, but it's very powerful sense that I'm done. I, I'm not watching anymore. I'm not waiting for that politician to step up. Donald Trump certainly became that icon to me who, who came out of nowhere. I, I didn't see another Ronald Reagan coming. I'll, I'll point to a guy like Donald Trump who had the balls to look this power structure in the face, stare it down and call it what it was. Um, you know, however, he said it. Now, my terms are way more harsh um, because I think they need to be completely reduced in the minds of, of the American people, the, the people of the planet, of who they really are. They're not powerful at all. They're not, they have no power, not just because exactly. they don't have power over us. They have no power. That's why they hide behind the banking system that's robbing us blind, wiping us out. That's why they hide behind the legal system that's not lawful, and, and, and they and they force us into the corner of that while they never abide by those laws. Um, they create architecture whereby we are forced to live under to keep us enslaved to a mentality that we don't have power. They don't want us to discover the Christ consciousness um, or rise our spiritually rise in our spiritual way. Because they know if we discover what I've discovered, all of us, they're done, they're finished. So that allows me to go after these people with such a ferocity and viciousness and also bring an actual intellectual sledgehammer of 30 years of knowledge and research, Adam, um, to do that. But I'm saying all this because I want people to understand that if, if this is tearing at your soul, if this is something that you, that you can't uh, shock off and and just and 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 go about your your life because the Christ consciousness is rising in you and the Christ consciousness is rising a warrior. You don't have to look like a biker or you know whatever. The spirit is where the power is. It's not in the vessel that we are occupying as a locomotive you know um, source to to move us around the planet. 
that spirit all by itself is where the power comes from. That's why I have no fear of these people. Look, can they take my life? Of course they can take my life. They can do it any way they want, anytime they want. Maybe they're not doing it now because it would piss off you know, too many tens of millions of people and they would have to deal with a whole lot more. I don't really know. Maybe I'm not that important. Maybe I'm not a threat. But I know one thing. I feel good beating the living shit out of these scumbags every day that I have a breath. Oh, you know what? Uh, I'm laughing with you because there is, in what you're sharing, there's a bunch of different things and I want to touch kind of on each of them really quickly. Mm -hmm. There is something that is this power, eternal power, Christ consciousness, Buddha nature, whatever we want to call it. I came to connect with that after my mother passed away 20 years ago. And I, I began to experience fear of dying and going to hell because I grew up Catholic. When I began to relax into my fear and I began, I had a friend who gave me some books on past lives and, and near death experiences. It began to activate inside of me the truth of my eternal self. I began to understand that I am not just this body vessel and that that sent me down the rabbit hole to discover the controls within the Catholic Church and the misinformation that was set about to control the minds of, of humans. And then I began to hear guidance from the consciousness called Jesus that began to walk me through, walking through the maze of, of thoughts and beliefs in my mind that were that were misinformation. And I began to question just everything about the church. Well, that inevitably led me to understand about some of the, the atrocities that have been committed in the name of God. And when we are all familiar with the ones that are obvious, like wars, but the less familiar were the things that are to children. And then I began that that led me down another path to begin to understand the connections between the church and and um, the crown and and to really begin to put two and two together. And I began to realize Wow, no wonder, you know, in the Bible, which I wasn't uh, a big fan of, number one, Catholics in the Dominican Republic where I grew up, nobody had a Bible. I never saw a Bible in my life. And the, the services were always in Latin. So I didn't understand it. I just knew my grandmother told me what was right, what was wrong and what to guilt me about and what not to guilt me about. And that's really about the, the religion that I grew up fearing God, mostly because I didn't want to go to hell because they painted a beautiful picture of that eternal rotisserie that they put us all on. And, you know, I love rotisserie chicken and I've seen it, how it operates inside of the fire. Um, so those things began to open my eyes. And I was just a suburban mom. I had been totally, completely conditioned in becoming somebody constantly in debt because I needed a bigger house or I needed a bigger car or I needed something. I, we needed to look good. I was so desensitized to what was happening inside of me that that journey, my mom's death actually began my resurrection. I began to crucify the idea of who I was and I began to resurrect my eternal essence. And from that place, you know, I went through lots of different um, iterations of it. I got caught up with, you know, the, the spiritual movement and, and all of it was wonderful. All of them were stepping stones, but they have their limitations. When I began to see these uh, well-known spiritual teachers, you know, New York Times bestsellers pushing the, the jab and, and telling people to acquiesce or support Biden. If you don't support Biden, you're not spiritual. Because I began to, I was very much a, uh, what was his name, uh, Bernie supporter. And I absolutely loved this whole process of let's all take care of each other because to me, we're one. I just wasn't as familiar with the, the nefarious side of the, the, that liberal party until I began to open my eyes. And then it became clear, I need to support Trump. And half my spiritual community disappeared at that moment. And that clarity about my inner source of who I am has, has happened for me because I follow the teachings of Jesus as given to us through A Course in Miracles. And when I began to study what The Course in Miracles teaches, it matches our constitution perfectly. 
So as you're talking about, you know, as you call them, the scumbags in Washington, um, they're not following our constitution. They're not following our God-given documents of what their job is supposed to be. And I realize, but you know what? I can't sit there and blame them. I go back to the teachings of Jesus. Again, I'm not a big Bible scholar, but he said, you know, take the log uh, out of your eye, the speck in your eye before you point at the log in somebody else's or something, you know, words to that effect. I can't judge these, you know, people in Washington until I take responsibility for my participation and giving up my power to them. And while I was indoctrinated to be in debt and to just focus only in my own little world and control my children and control my life, I wasn't paying attention to what they were doing. So I gave them total control over us. And this process of getting educated, as you were saying about what's happening in Washington, and then the process of getting educated about what was happening to our children. Oh my goodness. I don't think I've ever cried as much as, as I did when I began to understand what's happening to our kids. And I have a personal issue with that. I, I did not grow up personally with any kind of physical abuse, sexual abuse. But I heard my mother tell me growing up that my, my grandfather was a, a pedophile. And I, I didn't want to believe that. Not my grandfather, not my, I sit on this man's lap. I see how wonderful he is. Mom, you're lying to me. So for decades, that was denied in my mind until I began to really pay attention to what was happening. And why is it that these cases are not the ones that really get prosecuted? Why do these people get away with this stuff? You hear about it in the news and then all of a sudden they get, they get bargains. They get three months. They get a wrist or uh, something, an ankle bracelet, and they get to to walk away, walk around. Um, I'm going to give one plug if you don't mind. This is about the only group that I ever plug. And I'm sure you're familiar with Tim Ballard. And he runs the organization, the title of the organization, I'm going to read it, Operation Underground Ra Railroad. And it's www.ourrescue.org. A, a movie was made about his life. And it's portrayed by the actor Jim Caviezel. And I think you've been in maybe some, um, some circles with him. In this movie, uh, The Sound of Freedom, when I began to hear about the work that Tim Ballard was doing, I began to remember what my mom told me about my grandfather. You know, I'm almost 60 years old in a couple of weeks. So this was a very long time ago that I heard these stories. So they were filed away in my conscious, subconscious mind. And it began to activate inside of me this shame, this guilt, this, this anger that I had to work through. And God, what would you have me do with this? And obviously it's now I volunteer with a group. I do want to do a lot more, use my talents in that area. But your passion about the kids was one of the things that I, I knew I had to connect with you because I can do, I can do more. And you're doing so much and being part of, of a community with people who are so committed to, to being in service to the, the greater good for all is, is so crucial. So tell me more about what, what, what has you be so certain that you can make a difference in this world? Because that is one of the biggest things that I want to inspire people is that one of us can do a lot. And when one of us individually come together, as you have, you've pulled community together. We can do a lot more. But what has you believe that you, your voice alone, even if nobody else followed, uh, can do something that has made you so vocal, which has attracted the community when it, when it comes to the children? You know, I, I don't know if I have a good answer for it. Um, I believe that Again, I, I think it comes to that inner voice we all talk about, um, and mine was there for a long time. All I know is that when I learned what I learned, the depths of the depravity of what these people are doing, and it involves the ch these children, and I had seen seen evidence and and saw the the reality, the brutality, the 
the the the thousand yard stare in a child's eyes that had just been brutalized with raccoon eyes from being massively sodomized and and it caused the pressure on the skull to give them panda eyes and you know the the, the strangulation marks around the throat and the child just looking with these these with a blank stare not knowing exactly what what had you know what why or whatever was happening the horror that in my mind and these pictures that i'd seen these kids tied up taped up in boxes on chips and 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 from that point right there um this voice inside of me or this gentle pull that would just this burden would never go away for many 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 years it was whatever i have access to I am no longer going to worry about what people think of me, what I say. I've had friends for decades listen to my dialogue politically, always sounding some warning bell, getting them out to vote as I was working campaigns, um, you know, and, and having that knot in your stomach because your friends will, your friends would, um, your friends would back away or they'd find a way to exit a a, a conversation or get off the phone all those things that told you that they don't want to hear you and, and and those things were kind of painful because you're slightly embarrassed or you're like oh gosh you're scott going off again and i accepted that because i knew um i'm nobody special on the planet but for some reason this is in my heart my mind my soul it won't go away it's truly a burden and then i thought to myself well this has to come from God. It has to come from something, whatever you want to call God, Allah, source, a divine energy field. I don't care what people call God. It's all the same thing. The semantics of arguing religion-wise of all, it's just total bullshit. It's like people pull your head out, start using your, your, your Christ consciousness and just realize it doesn't matter how you frame it. It is what it is. And I knew that I wasn't so special that I would care, be given this burden um, because I was supposed to do something about it. Uh, that I knew. I, I also knew that um, there's no way in hell I'm going to live one more day on this planet where this is going on. And the adults in the room, the political class, the powers that be, the billionaires, the people have, have influence, and they're going to do nothing? Well, guess what? Here's, how, here's what I'm going to do. I'm cashing all my chips in. And I started the tipping point on Revolution Radio, and I went full throttle right at the throat of people like George H.W. Bush, all these people that conned us into believing that they were good people, or W. Bush and the wars and all this stuff that I fully supported with, with, with you know, fervor. And I thought, how dare you bastards not only basically fool me half my life, and I put all this time and effort into helping you people get elected, wanting to be one of you and looking at your reverence. On top of that, now I find out what you're doing to kids. If nobody's going to stop it, then I'm going to throw myself into that hail of gunfire if I have to, to try to wake people up. And, and, and for me, it was just calling them the names that I call them, which I mean, I'm, I'm being kind when I call them the names I do. Believe me, I want to un, unleash a, a profane tirade that would make my mother turn in her grave. Um, it, look, I, I, so when I decided to do that, I didn't care what anybody thought of me. I don't care what my friends who make fun of me behind my back or say the shit that they do. I didn't care at all. You know why? Because I feel sorry for them. I know, I know that I have been called to a higher frequency in consciousness than they have. I took that on as a matter of pride. I look at it as there's the Archangel Michael out there probably watching my back right now and doing amazing things for humanity, although I can't see him. Um, but I just felt I was put in a position with a sword in my mouth to go after what I know is wrong on every cellular level possibility in my body, my being, and my soul. And I'm going to go on a full-scale attack on this power structure and get people to realize they are not what we think they are. And they're horrible human beings. They deserve no respect. And if we have no fear, and I just feel that, you know what? I've got an army, a legion of angels standing right behind me, and they are not going to allow me to be stopped or harmed. Now, again, it might be my, maybe I'm delusional. Maybe I've got a hero complex. Just being honest, I don't know what it is. But I know one thing. It makes me feel good to say or think to myself, 
if this Christ consciousness that's always been in me and is now rising, why me? Why is it rising in me to become vicious and to be this attack machine? I don't know. I don't even need the answer. I just know my soul is being torn to pieces by what's happening to humanity on this planet. None of the people that can do anything about it are doing anything, and then you find out they're responsible, then great. I am going to rush into that hail of gunfire. I'm not worried about my life ending. It had already ended once. I had that experience. And for whatever reason, um, you know, two times, I was not taken from the planet. Therefore, every day to me, I say every day above ground is a great day for me. I was given a gift, and I'm going to use that. I don't worry about this life ending. And here's where they back us into a corner, Lena. They made us believe as they stripped out the full truth of Christ's message from that Bible. They made us believe, as I heard all of my business life from my mentors, life's not a dress rehearsal. It's not a dress rehearsal. This is a show. Now I can call bullshit. You don't know what you're talking about. This, is, this isn't a show. This is dress rehearsal. They take this life from me. This is one of many, many life experiences I've been given as a spiritual being in a human realm to gain from that. And if it ends here, then there's another one. And I'm going to keep progressing and progressing up the spiritual ladder so I can fold in with my creator and become one again. Therefore, if this one ends, great, I'm geared up for the next one. They sold us a bill of goods that there's this heaven, hell, one shot. And because I'm an aboriginal tribal member, some part of the earth that never even heard of Christ. And because I didn't come to Christ, then I'm going to be thrown in a lake of fire. Are you shitting me? Come on, people. You got to stop. Put the brakes on this nonsense and say, no creator is worth uh, honoring, worshiping, whatever you call it. No creator yeah. is worth that. If that's the plan and the system yeah. that they set up, that your earth-like brethren are tossed into a lake of fire because they never met anybody that ever heard of Jesus. That's the stuff I was being taught. I'm like, stop. Yeah. Stop. Yeah, yeah. I'm done. I'm done. You take that me? nonsense elsewhere. My creator does not, does not resonate in my soul. It's such a low frequency to put people in a position to fail and then suffer for eternity. Stop it. I'm done. Yeah. Here's the truth. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. I lo love that because yes, you know, the religion has done a job of not only putting God outside of us on a cloud, like Santa Claus deciding if we're naughty or nice. So all of the rewards come from this paternal figure and most, most political um, heads of state are fought our men and so we we have been conditioned you know you, you and I are probably the same age we grew up watching the show father knows best so we were indoctrinated in believing that the male figure knows best uh, and it's outside of us and and punish and rewards us that has so many people and I know it for me in all these years you know I've worked with thousands of people and it's the same work same work we got to come inside connect with our own inner child that the whole healed and innocent one inside that got got messed up with thoughts beliefs experiences that got misinterpreted you know course in miracles is so so clear god is love god is eternal that's how i understood um the constitution came from god because the course says that we are eternal beings constitution says that we have life eternal life and that's where where we've got to remember that as you were saying Course in Miracles says that we are all one. Constitution says we're made equal. Course in Miracles says God created us free. We have free will. We have free will to go into bondage and we have free will to wake up. Constitution says that we have liberty. Course in Miracles says that our purpose is happiness. And if we're not experiencing happiness, it's because we are not free to live our lives as we want to because we should be safe inside of a, a world created by beings who are equally as aware that we're all divine holy children. So Course in Miracles makes very clear to me that, that if, if men, women on this physical earth who are having an experience of separation because we have bodies, just to honor what the constitution says, we would literally have heaven on earth. Course in Miracles calls that achieving the happy dream where we are inside of this dream that we are having this one lifetime because we have to fall asleep from the truth of who we are, create a veil so we can experience ourselves as physical and separate. Nothing wrong with that. It's just something that we get to experience at this realm. Like you were saying, there are different dimensions where Jesus is at a dimension that 
Jesus speaks to us through different channels, Archangel Michael, all of these beings who are sending us information are speaking to those whose, whose minds are open to receiving that level of communication. And as you were saying, you know that your guidance to do what you're doing for the children comes from God. I knew that my, I know my guidance. I do not have to defend this to anybody. It has been placed on my heart to help anybody who wants to reconnect with God inside and help them find that, that voice that overrides all fears in their lives. That's my job. That, that's all that I'm doing. And then, of course, in my work, then I am assisting with I, I, th this whole human trafficking thing is so powerful. But because we lose our innocence as children, as within, so without. If we reclaim to, to connect with Christ consciousness, we have to reclaim our own childlike sense of wonder, our own innocence. You must be like a child to enter the kingdom. For us to experience it outside of ourselves, as within, we got to heal inside and claim our authority as one with God. We've got to then do everything within our power. If you're called to, not everybody's called to do that. We must also help these children outside reclaim their innocence. These are innocent children who have been abused by those who clearly their minds are, are completely deluded. They don't remember their oneness with God. So it is important that as within, so without, the, the saving of the children outside is no different than the salvation of our own inner child and move through this idea that because we're a child, there's an authority and a hierarchy that has power over us. Well, those children outside of us do not deserve to have anybody above them uh, taking their power and their life and their liberty and their happiness from them. So I too, like you, I am really passionate about that. Um, I don't use the color for awards that you use anymore because for whatever reason, my language has been changed because I appeal to an audience that, um, that is more you know, love, light and all that stuff. But I can tell you what, if I find anybody fucking with me, I'm not going to put up with that anymore because I am very clear that I'm on a mission from God and I am here to speak for these children because I found my inner child and that child in me is saying, you've got to speak for us. And that is so, so, so important to me. But talk about more, it just, well, actually, you know what I want you to talk about? You had a beautiful uh, interview. I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before with uh, Marissa, Mar Mar the gal from yeah. uh, the indigenous gal. Yeah, yeah, Quantum Quay, Marissa Turco. She is a perfect example of a, of a spiritual warrior, a spiritual mm -hmm. patriot who inside of these communities, like the indigenous communities, and the most beautiful part about your conversation with her is when you said to her, the indigenous people have this, this connection to the divine, have had it for so long in such a pure way. And they were systematically conditioned out of that. And then everybody else's minds were made to believe that the Indians are the bad ones and the cowboys are the good ones. And here inside of every single community, be it the Latin community or the indigenous community or the black community or the white community, trans community, doesn't matter what community, we're all dealing with the same thing. Some of us are speaking up and saying this is not okay, that we will, we will not concede, but all of it is for the same reason. Every single one of us has been conditioned out of our, our own authority, out of our connection to God. Speak more to how did you come to understand that that is what's happened to all of us? And one of the first steps that we must address is our own connection with God before we can go out there and help anybody else. Um, I want to answer that question. Hold it for a second. Don't let me stray too far, but I got to make a point to you because I just, you know, when you, you talk about uh, the language you use, it's obviously different than mine. And, and here's what I want people to understand. If, if we allow ourselves to be caught up in the semantics of language or the words that I use or the words that they use or everyone, if we get caught up in that, we're disempowered. I'm going to tell you that as, as strange as this may sound, you just said, if anybody, if, I, if anybody is fucking with me, that changed the entire energy frequency of your message. You just became this 
this badass light warrior. And you know how that happened? Because you took a word that's been programmed into us. Clay Clark taught me this. The word fuck, they invert everything. The Satanists invert everything. Make the bad good, the good bad. And he said, actually, that word comes from, uh, and, and I, it was an ancient word, but it, it stands for uh, fornication under the consent of the king. So yes. can't even give you the depths of what that means to me, but whatever that means, every all these words to become bad seem to be bad. That's a bad word to say. Well, I'll tell you, interestingly enough, the power that, it, that comes from when I get pissed, the power that, that happens to the audience anywhere I am, live or otherwise, when I get pissed and those words come out, it's now working in my favor. I'm using their weapons against them because if you say this bad word or swear word, I call these people bastards from the church pulpits that I speak at from around the country. And you know what? I've never had a peace pastor uh, remove me. I'm, he's sitting right in the front. And when I unleash this tirade, he knows where it's coming from. It's coming from my Christ consciousness of, of a warrior that is going to show you there is nothing even standing from. And I won't say the F-bomb from the church stage out of respect. But there is nothing that's going to stop me, not even standing on a pastor's stage and letting it fly because they know there's a war coming from inside me. And I can tell you all the years I used my diplomatic skills and statesmanlike language, nobody ever listened. Nobody gave any time to that. But when they see this come out of me, and I don't even know what's going to hit, when it does, I unleash it. I don't back down. I do not try to contain this because I know I'm a good man. I know I'm doing the work that is being driven out of love, deep love, profound love for humanity to the point where I don't worry about my own safety. I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm going to war on these people that are hurting children and destroying humanity on all levels. That's not going to stop. I found the only way I become seriously effective is I let it come up in me. You're sitting here talking about the children. I go from this energy flow that's offensive with force and instantly you say one thing, you talk about children, and here I am moved to tears. I was holding it back, but I just melted, and tears come up in me, and I want to cry, not just for the children, but for all of humanity, what we've brought by, and I wonder where that comes from. They said, they told us in the Bible, that when Christ, as we thought, going to come out of the clouds and land his feet, there will not be an eye. Those of us connected, there will, will not be an eye that won't be shedding a tear. Well, yeah. I now see it when this cups comes up in me because that Christ consciousness is already here and hitting me when it hits me in that realm, then I, I nearly lose it. But and that's a part that I've tried to hide because of how they've built, you know, they've engineered that out of our 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 species. I don't allow that to to be to hold me back. If it's gonna hit me, I just let it happen. It happens with the people that are around me on the tour, this this magical group that have come together. We're all like this. We can be having a conversation. Next thing you know, I got this badass Navy SEAL with tears like welling up in his eyes. Why? Because we're connected to this consciousness. So don't allow, I advise people, don't allow anybody to make you feel self-conscious. Let you be you in that moment. Yeah. Now, the, 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 the question you had about. Um, Hold on a know, quick second. I just want to address one thing. Mm -hmm. Yes, it, I, I'm feeling the tears coming up. The place that I connect with you is at the heart. That's where we're connecting. That's where people who really find their spirit, their spiritual uh, warrior, their spiritual patriotism, we're connecting at the heart level because we have become resensitized to listening to the voice of God, source, spirit, creator, Buddha, Bambi, whatever you want to call it. We have become resensitized to that voice and we don't care what anybody else thinks. And it was not until I was in my 40s that I said the word fuck because I was scared to death to say that word because I wasn't prim and proper and I was Miss Prim and Proper. And when I began to say that word, I found, I found such freedom and I do understand the, the meaning. And that's a whole different conversation to not digress about what FUCK stands for, but it is, it is part of mind control. Um, but please share what you were going to share um, in response to that question. And, and remind me of the question we, we talked oh, yes. about the native. Yeah. Yes, and, yes. The, and the, the specific question was, what was the specific well, question? You're also a part of your mission is to help people remember that we, we are right. the children of God. We have a direct access and connection to that. But as you mm -hmm. were saying with that beautiful woman um, in your interview, 
indigenous woman is that we have been conditioned out of that. So you do a great job also of weaving that into your, your message, because mm -hmm. if we don't connect to God inside, we're no different than what we might call the cabal or the whatever outside of us. We're no different. Um, we may not want to do the wrong thing. We may not be as, as, as able to be pulled into those egoic, uh, evil kinds ways of being, but we're still not listening to the voice of God. Um, as I was, I was not a bad person, but I wasn't listening to the voice of God for 40 some odd years of my life, but you weave that message. So share more, um, to my audience. What, what do you want people to know in terms of how do we connect with the voice of God inside so that we can break through this oppression? Well, I would, uh, you know, if anybody wants to take this question to heart and not just let it roll on by them and, and, and not even contemplate it, um, you're, you're going to understand what I'm going to ask you. It's going to tell you. It'll tell you if there is a force of light that's trying to rise up in you and bring you to the place where you should be going or not. And if it doesn't, then it just doesn't. Um, but I would just ask, because there are people out there that, that, that are, there are people, they're, they're children of the light. They're the ones that are going to be, a, you know, a, a, a player in the coming world of that reconnection to Christ conscious, or they're not. It's really simple. Just ask you one question. Are you happy? Are you truly, truly happy? If you can't answer that question, you need to think about it. If you don't care about it, continue to move on because you're not part of the new realm that's emerging on the planet to no fault of yours it may not be you may be going through this experience on a different path for your future ascension this is just one you're going to have to have that we've already had who are who are at the point where you and i are now and so you ask yourself that question are you truly happy how do i define that well look at your life look how many material things do you have you accumulated over a course of time what does that life look like in the eyes of the people that you know? Are they looking at the big, beautiful home, nice cars and vacations, and you have a jet, whatever? My question is, have you ever stopped off the track of accumulation? Have you ever been in a situation where that maybe went in the other direction, and then how do you feel? Or those who continue on that track, and they realize every step of the way, because a brand new car after a while, doesn't have the same feeling. It's just another car. It was once a magnificent experience of happiness, false happiness that goes away. And then you got to seek further and then you got to seek further and it never stops. That's not true happiness. True happiness does not dissipate. When I wake up in the morning, I feel at peace and I feel happy. And I went through an experience where up until probably a year ago, I've had less in my life than I have since I was in college because of the catastrophic crash, losing everything, refusing disability, knowing I was going to fight my way back using the Christ consciousness what I discovered in quantum physics and metaphysics, all these studies I was going after to try to get an understanding. Of what is God? What's the meaning of being here? What is this thing? we call Because it sure as hell isn't working for me because I'm, I'm not happy at all. Um, so if you, if you look at your life and you say, I don't know what real happiness is. I've got the trimmings that look, why, why don't I feel this? Why don't I feel, 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 forget the logic, logic and reason. I have an email address, logic and reason, a couple of them, because logic and reason are the foundation of all my studies. But it comes to this. What do you feel? Does this rise up in you? Because people want to feel 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 that's why they buy all this shit that's why they want to be you know somebody in their community they want to feel feel not logic feel that's what happiness is so how do you reconnect with that answer the damn question are you truly happy if you're you don't feel that look when i when i finally had my spiritual epiphany that I asked for, that I sought out for decades of study, research, trying to build this picture. When I had that, I was nearly a half a million in debt, nowhere to live, homeless, penniless, crippled, and lonely, humbled, afraid at times because as I was fighting this war on a paralyzed, broken pile of wreckage of a body, 
to come back and have some sense of a normal life. There were those moments where I knew I was going to come back. I am coming back. I'm going to do this. I'm going to use the Christ consciousness, the conscious thought of rewiring my neural networks, never quitting, going on attack, saying, I am going to walk again. I'm going to build this life again. And then I'm going to show the world. I'm going to do this, not just for me. I want to show the world, look, this is the Christ consciousness. I did it. Me. From this, the depths of what I was left with, it happened. Not because of me, only because I believed and innately understood this is your power. If you could experience what I did, you wouldn't want to, believe me. You wouldn't want to go through that. It was horrible. I wasn't just once, twice. But I went through that without bitching and complaining and like, God, why would you do this to me? I took each one of these. I am going to come back again. That was my going to be my message to the world. And knowing that, when you lose it all and you have this discovery that would have never come had this not happened, you don't have any fear of losing all your shit anymore. You don't care. It's kind of like they say the best soldiers are the ones that fight like they're already dead. You put everything on the line. You put you unleash the 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 the, the cultural view of what life should be, what you should be, and how you rate on that ladder. Could give a shit about the ladder. Because all I know is when it's all said and done and we open the door for these beautiful light beings in this tortured, tortured shells by these animals, where's that light going to come toward? Is it going to come toward all? And and when that magical part happens, when it does happen in this transition, there isn't going to be a person on the planet that's not going to be in tears one way or the other because the magic of its discovery of these light beings coming toward you because you were doing everything you could to rescue them as opposed to the ones over there said, I don't care. It's not my child being raped and brutalized and sodomized and gutted and eaten while it's alive for adrenochrome or whatever. It's not my child. Oh, I have children and it would tear me apart, but that's not my child. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to suffer one second of what that reckoning might be like. So this isn't, it's kind of a wrong way to look at it as a gear or guilt or fear way to look at it, but I'll use that to try to shock you out of this mindset that you have been put into by the matrix. Because if I could shock you for a second to think that thought of what if maybe that was one of your children that came through the spiritual canal, not the birth canal, and you did nothing about it. Imagine that. Now, if yeah. you know that there's a being on the planet, you know. And you're, and you're not one of those people to help. What's that going to make you feel like? Not think like, what's it going to make you feel like? That is the compass. That is everything that we need to pay attention to is that. And since I stopped listening to the matrix, Selena, since I stopped listening to the hierarchical structure that we're judged by, and I unleashed that light in me that wanted to explode and take down anybody that's hurting the children that are allowing Rwandans to be butchered with machetes, 200,000 of them while the UN and Clinton sat aside, did nothing, nothing. From that point forward, um, it became very easy to, to, to attack because that's what makes me happy because I now have the courage to not worry about what people think. And I can say, cut the bullshit. You're a scumbag. These are human spiritual beings that are being tortured to death all over the planet. And I'm going to keep ratting you out until the Christ consciousness right. Nothing makes me happier than today. Now, incidentally, if you follow that light and you're worried about this material world, right? About a half million dollars in equipment sitting out there right now, traveling our country, and it's paid for. Why is that? Because I got to a point where I didn't give a shit about any of that stuff anymore, big houses, whatever. I need equipment and I need resources to go fight this war and not just sit where I am, taking it right to the heart of the enemy we went through washington dc last night on our way through my bus driver said you want to you want to take go right into dc i said take this into dc take this rig this operation we're going to drive it right down their throat and i'm glad i did because we saw the white house completely blacked out it's true black there's one or two lights on in the entire white house no external lights it's all dark it's black this is happening you see the flagpole that's it we could smell the stench in the city of when they flooded these deep underground military bases and these tunnel systems under D.C. months ago, flooded them. And you had that smell, the smell of eeriness, in my opinion, and death and the satanic order. We could smell it. 
I'm glad we went in there. I wouldn't have had that experience to know had we not had this, you know, this equipment and, and what what the universe is blessing us with now to take the, I could have went out and bought, I haven't, I haven't had a house for more than a decade. I live in a, in a, uh, in a, in a, um, um, a loft in Dallas, right? I didn't take a half a million dollars and go build a house or put a down payment on a house. That's useless to me. That's going into a war machine and resources to go fight this enemy. I'm, I'm, I would say I'm homeless, obviously, because it's a really nice bus. And it's kind of <laughs> like you're traveling on a, a, you know, a motorized Marriott or a highway hill. <laughs> and, uh, and, and my, my crew likes to roll this way, you know, and I got my bike yeah. in there, my collar. And, and, and yeah. um, this, is, this, is, this is how people, if you want, and I, I guess I'm, I'm rambling now because I'm excited because now I know what happiness truly is. It isn't yeah. defined by what people think. It's defined by how I feel every day when I wake up. And I know I'm going into battle to save the kids and save humanity. Whether I, you know, uh, I'm a part of that, a major player, I win or lose. All that matters is I'm happy. And there's got to be something good coming from that in this battle. Anyways. Oh, no, I love that. I love, love, love that. You know, that is one of the most brilliant questions. Are you, are you happy? Really happy? I'm going to add the really because Course in Miracles has taught me, my experiences with the divine has taught me what happiness is. And, and it is to be in service, to bring love to the planet, to bring light, to bring truth to the planet. That's what jazzes me up. But until we all live from that place where we are, we are just in collaboration, co-creation, and we have moved into this new earth where we operate that it, under that agreement because we see each other's holiness, we are still in this old earth and some of us are here to show what is not okay, what is not of God, what is not of light. And that means Course in Miracles is really clear. We are on a battleground, but it starts in our mind. We are in a battleground in our mind. What are our thoughts? Are our thoughts with God or with ego? Are they with, with freedom or are they with fear? And that battle in the mind is what releases the heart. Our heart cannot be open to express itself in its natural joy while the mind is serving the master of fear. You, you can't. And of course, that mind that serves fear is manipulated. It's, it's the bullies and the victims that, that are connecting, you know, that frequency of the controllers and those who want to be controlled. They're, they're matching frequencies. Those of us who, and when I say those of us who are willing to walk away, you know, I walk away from my, from a marriage. I walked away from a millionaire status. I walked away from a beautiful house on the lake, bankruptcies, all of those things, my luxury cars for the very same reason. I had to go through a journey to realize that I'm not my stuff. I was always chasing the high, the happiness. I was always temporary with things that are impermanent in this world. And it wasn't until all was gone and I came to know who I am as a child of the creative source, as a beam of that sun, that light, and came to reclaim my own childlike sense of wonder and resurrected my happy happy self that's happy no matter what. I Like you, I did not know what real happiness is. And now I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to help people who are willing to clean up the, the misinformation in their mind. And I do it my way, you do it your way. We all have to do it the way that we do it. But it's the same purpose as yours. And that is freedom. We, we gotta be free to be who we are. And I am so grateful for you. I will wrap this up. I see on the calendar that you're going to be touring. You're going to be in Birmingham, which is not too far from here. I didn't see your December date, so I don't know if you're making it through Atlanta. If you need some help finding a place in Atlanta, please let me know. I will help with that in any okay. way that I can. But I want to come to Birmingham and I want to support what you're doing there because I, I want to help people as much as possible. I've got a short little video on my website that shows the journey. I call it the soul's journey from conception to enlightenment, how we get conditioned, how we remove the conditions. It's not an easy process, but it's very simple and it requires courage and you have courage out the wazoo. So thank you so much for, for having this time with me. Please share your, your um, you know, whatever message you want to leave here with our audience, but also let us know how can people connect with you and support you and find out where you are so that we can be in service. It's the same. It's, a, it's, mm. we're all on the same side. Exactly. Well, 
to um, to come and experience the tour. It's quite quite special to do that. Uh, and people can get the tour schedule at patriotstreetfighter.com. There's a tour schedule. You can buy your tickets there. The tickets are inexpensive. They're like $20 general admission. If people want to stick around afterwards, come up, have pictures, autographs, photographs, whatever they want, have a little conversation. There's a um, uh, a blue circle or gold circle, whatever they call it, fancy way, politically correct way for saying VIP, where somebody else doesn't feel a VIP, they're not important, that kind of stuff. Um, but, and that's $100. And, um, uh, we had these, obviously, this tour, unlike in the summertime, we raised a lot of money and, and then went on tour. But uh, because of my security concerns now in, you know, having a venue indoors, better control, uh, costs a lot of money. So that's why we're doing it this way. But come out on a tour, come out and experience the people, the crowd, the energy, because what we're doing is we're connecting the consciousness of the light warriors who are anybody who says, I want to go to that. You're being called. You're being called to that. And it's not called to come and see me or, you know, Mel Kay or Mike Jaco or, you know, Crystal Teeny or, you know, whoever comes out, that people are coming out. Um, but it is, you're connecting with your family. Everybody says to me all the time, I'm through all this, I wake up, I'm losing my friends, losing my family. No, no. The birth canal is not the identifier of your family. That's your pipeline into this experience. Your family are the ones you're now gathering toward. You're finding each other, your spiritual family. And so you, you get to experience that, to be in that energy frequency, that realm. It's, it's truly magnificent. Um, and you'll see, people know it when I, when I get there. Um, so we, we've got about, we're halfway through the tour. We're coming to the South. Atlanta's not on the schedule for this particular leg. Uh, there, there will be one again next, to, you know, we start late spring again, but we'll, we'll be there and I'll, I'll look out for you to help with that. Um, so all I can say is, is people, if you can just focus on this question, are you happy? And if it's momentary and fleeting and you got to go do something else, what you've been taught all your life to gain more happiness, how would you like to be free? How would you like to have true freedom from the burdens of trying to earn your way and work your way into happiness and just be given it? and experience it every day. How would you like that freeing feeling? How would you imagine every day, no matter what goes on, what goes on yesterday, things don't go well. I don't get stressed when things just don't seem to snap into place. Why? Because that's not the indicator of happiness. It's like I watched Doc Holliday talking to um, Wyatt Earp in the movie uh, Tombstone. Doc Holliday's on his deathbed and Wyatt Earp came to the sanatorium to see him and he's talking to Wyatt and he says, Wyatt, he says, what do you want? And he said, I just want a normal life. And, and Doc Holliday says, there, there is no normal life. There's just life that never left me. There's just life because it didn't happen today like it happened every other day or happened to that person. Or you, you make a mistake call it a sin. I don't buy into that bullshit either. This is a sin. That's sin. Heart surgery was once a sin. Cardiac uh, replacement was heart. Those were all sin. Gambling was in, but all the pastors love now that the cash flow rolls in. Just bullshit. Here's the thing. It's just a human experience from a spiritual form. Whatever screw up you did that you're not proud of, you're not you're ashamed of, whatever you did, forget it. It was supposed to be that way. It was by design supposed to be that way so you can experience the feelings of lower energy frequency that come with that, the shame, the guilt, whatever. Just allow yourself to be free. Just allow yourself to be free. Forget what other people think. Whatever's in your heart, let it roll out. Forget what you think, what anybody thinks, because the guiding light will bring a, 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 this realm of happiness over you you won't care what anybody thinks, what it looks like around you, because everything we do every day in our lives, whether you know or not, are trying to find true happiness and inner peace, and it's magnificent. Once you have it, again, you'll free yourself. You'll free yourself. And you know what's amazing is free people like we are. We want everybody that wants to be free to have that. It's only yes. those who don't taste real freedom that want everybody mm -hmm. in bondage. Like you said, it's a frequency thing. This is not personal. This is all vibrational. And that's mm -hmm. exciting. I'll see you in in um in Birmingham. And and if I can help in okay. any way, let me know. I 
you know, if you need anything, let me know because um, we have a big message to get out there and, and it really truly comes down to, to freedom. We're free to choose freedom or we're free to be in bondage. The choice is ours, not good or bad. It just is. Thank you so much for all that you do. And to everybody here, please go to uh, Scott McKay's website, patriotstreetfighters.com, correct? Because I follow you on Telegram. It's, it's and not, it's not, yeah, it's, 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 it's not plural, it's singular, patriotstreetfighter.com. Ah, patriotstreetfighter.com. All right. Fighter. Thank you so much, Scott. Com. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I'll it write it out. Truly a, it was truly, it's truly a pleasure to get a chance to get to know you better this way. And I'm honored you asked me to come on. It just raised my frequency for the day. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Same for me. I am humbled. Talk to you later. I'll bye see bye. you in Birmingham. Yes, okay. sir. God bless you. See you then. God bless you too, sweetie. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye-bye.